0: The Gadget Guy on Cambridge 105 Radio.
1: Thanks very much to Lucy Milazzo for the last couple of hours. And uh, she'll be back next Monday uh, from 4pm. Matthew Parrott standing in tomorrow for Steffi. Welcome to The Gadget Guide.
2: Yeah, and of course, the Gadget Guide brought to you by the Cambridge Centre for Computing History. Our current sponsors, we say hello to them. Uh, Welcome along to Gadget Guide, show number 251 with the latest tech news. And then we'll look at the recent news from Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference, as well as Apple's new Vision Pro virtual reality headsets first into the tech news and uh, some news on netflix netflix we've heard have been wanting to crack down on password sharing for a while now and this goes back on on what they originally said in 2017 which they said uh, password sharing is love um to the point that now um they're going "Mm, we'd rather actually everyone paid for their own
1: Uh, th- yeah there there are family plans available on uh, on yes. Netflix so yeah, you know, if it's multiple people within genuinely the same household you're all good um but as a result of this don't share it with your mates um they have reached a new record for daily sign ups this is in the US market specifically um well, so they're tri- only enforcing
2: even... the password stuff in the US yes. at the
1: moment um, and this this even beat the 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 records that we'd previously seen. It unsurprisingly during the COVID lockdowns back in March and April 2020, where people needed something to fill their
2: time. Yes, yes. Um, you could only do so much sunbathing in your back garden or on your balcony uh, until you decided that you wanted to watch something. But anyway, uh, of course, what this means is it's been so successful in the US. There's a very good chance they could go right we're doing that for the rest of the world so yeah don't be surprised if at some point in the uk they start clamping down on password sharing as well
1: Uh, yeah it's not unreasonable for them to do that i think they always um that yeah the the terms and conditions always said this is personal to you household so yes
2: And yeah, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Uh, just like you won't share your Amazon Prime login uh, generally because people could then accidentally order things on your Prime account. Yes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> uh, moving on from streaming media to gadgets and um, uh, Google's a Pixel 8, uh, which will probably be out around about October timeframe because the uh, Pixel 6 shipped in October, Pixel 7 shipped yep. in October. Pixel 8 is probably going to be October. Um, some leaks have managed to surface on their camera and their camera sensor in the Pixel 8 and the Pixel 8 Pro is looking like it's going to get Sony's latest sensors, the 64 megapixel uh, IMX 787, which is uh, also the same camera sensor in the Pixel 7a, so it's already hardware Google are familiar with, uh, but also new optics, actual lenses on front of the sensor, allowing bitter, wide-angle uh, capturing of course the the larger sensor uh on the primary camera is going to be the new samsung isocell gn2 which has a 35 percent more light capturing capability so better low uh, light it's gonna scenes be
1: particularly exactly better for those indoor shots the cloudy days the the the, the sort of nighttime party shots um uh and yet we are increasingly see pe- seeing people choosing phones based on the cameras because well, you're it's buying the ca- a camera, that most camera people with are using.
2: a phone in it aren't you <laughs> Yep. Um, so interesting, of course, that they're using Samsung technology in their camera, um, op- uh, camera sensors, Sony sensors in the wide angles, and uh, another ca- another Samsung sensor uh, possibly in the uh, telephoto camera. So yeah, interesting stuff, interesting bit of partnership of course that gives us a hint as to what Samsung will slap in the latest Galaxy and A and J series phones on their side of the market as well
1: and i yeah i i think we're going to see the continuation of the sort of four cameras on on the back of your phone blob of <laughs> blob of circles that that we're all so used to now it's basically the way that people can can achieve these image qualities across that range of zooms without yes. having to make the phone twice as thick
2: yes um so interesting stuff on that and uh, we will have to be keeping an eye on what google do in a few months time as far as the pixel 8 series uh of course there could be a new um android operating system announced at that sort of time it's about the right sort of time for them to do that so we'll see what android 14 looks like at that point uh, moving into cyber security, and this is an interesting one, if you or your company use a uh, a file sharing tool called MoveIt, which is very similar to Dropbox or Box or all these sort of uh, sharing applications available. We transfer,
1: share it, yeah, yeah, all, yeah. all of those ones. And I have to say, I, I never realized this one was quite as popular as it seems to have been, in in mm. the business circles at least, um, because MoveIt had a breach uh, a short while back, and we're now seeing all the companies that use it, report their breaches as a result of using MoveIt. Ofcom, (laughs) the communications and media watchdog themselves, were one of those companies. Um, So some of their internal data sharing that they used it for has been compromised. British Airways, BBC, Boots, also affected with it. So some really big name brands um, using a bit of software that, frankly, I'd I'd never seen anyone use before.
2: Yes, also a big accountancy firm, Ernst & Young. Yeah. Uh, also a victim and of course I guess they having to worry about whether any of their clients ordered data could have been transferred yes. through the platform because that's going to be quite a challenging one to resolve as far as um, the information commissioner is concerned and dealing with the fallout on that uh, other airlines were Aer Lingus um, who uh, were affected as well so an interesting one, an interesting one. If your company yes, has it, been a Move it user double check yep, your security to investigate
1: yep uh interestingly clop the ransomware group thought to be uh behind this they they have claimed responsibility um did say very early on that they were going to uh to delete um the data of certain sort of national security and medical and education establishments that they'd um uh, that they'd gathered as part of this so um d-
2: does that are we uh, does, does that mean we're getting ethical Black Hat Hackers suddenly. Interesting, isn't it? Um, thinking about uh, data being transferred without you expecting it. Uh, Microsoft Edge, of course, um, uh, the, uh, the browser of choice on Windows 11 and Windows 10 these days, um, is now doing some interesting sending of information to Microsoft.
1: And these stories are always slightly interesting because there's a lot of technology that goes into all web browsers and and internet platforms generally um where to to improve the experience in some way or another um you know they they do send data to services hosted by the company makes the software to try and either improve your experience or improve the software in this case it's Microsoft who are being sent the URLs of images that you view um, so that they can do some uh, enhancements to those images um, if you choose. So you you don't have to have it, you can turn it off in settings and privacy, Um, but if you have it on, then they need to be able to download those images to get them.
2: Yes, it's it's all about optimizing and improving the, the user's experience, but this does mean that, of course, if it's sending details about everything you view online, it's sending details about everything you view online. You can turn the feature off. If you are worried about privacy, you can disable this feature. It's not enabled for everyone yet because they're doing a bit of A-B testing to see how users actually perceive it and and get on with it. But if you go into Edge and you go into settings, privacy, search and services, turn off the enhance images in Microsoft Edge, and then your data is not sent to Microsoft for improving the images.
1: I think what will be interesting is if there is a sufficient backlash on this, whether they provide the same feature, but push it out to the browser itself. So rather than doing that work to optimize images on Microsoft servers, whether they push that out into the browser, at which point they can potentially do the same thing without the the privacy concerns and i
2: think that will probably be the way things go if they can optimize their code to be able to run on i guess if if they can detect good enough hardware to do the job then yes if you've got a, a and good it, graphics process so then do the work locally
1: interestingly they do have that feature for videos and for videos yes it's exactly that it happens on mm. your graphics card if you have one um Instead of sending the content to Microsoft, so clearly it is possible. Whether they choose to do it, we'll see. Yes.
2: Anyway, uh, sticking in the world of online, and uh, Elon Musk um, has decided to being have a naughty boy again. He's having a dispute with Google. He's refusing to pay Twitter's bill for Google Cloud services. So Twitter uses Google for um, a chunk of. The platform, so some of the stuff it's running on the Google Cloud environment is around protecting accounts, fighting spam, and also dealing with content that shouldn't be posted on Twitter, so illegal content. And um, apparently, it's a billion-dollar contract with Google that he's trying to weasel out of.
1: I, I, like, fair play for trying, but it feels like a fairly cut of dry thing of like you've signed a contract it obliges you to do something in return for something else <laughs> if you decide that that was a bad decision then whatever terms in the contract apply to cancellations apply yes like uh, right. they weren't forced to sign that contract they chose to do so I if they're now having second thoughts
2: i guess he'll argue it was before his time <laughs> but anyway that's, it's that's, signed that's, by a yeah, company yeah, he, yes. he
1: is not the company yeah exactly yes. so i yeah, fair play. <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure I can quite condone that sort of practice, but there we go.
2: Yes, they are moving away from Google services uh by the apparently by the end of June, although the problem is have they, actually they managed get to kicked off have they managed to actually move all of the stuff that does these important things about protecting Accounts and fighting spam—have they actually managed to replicate those outside of the Google cloud? So, be interesting to see what Twitter does in July. Mm.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, in terms of other IT projects, moving uh, from one system to another, the uh, the UK government's making tax digital project. Um, the, this was a, a flagship scheme to to try and to uh, make a lot of sort of business related taxes. Uh, a digital workflow from start to finish, um, integrating it with the accountancy software that companies use and so on. Um, it is five times over budget and three years late, according to the National Audit Office. So you say I'm business. Th-
2: this this actually was the whole of the HMRC. So this included uh, your self-assessment tax returns and all those personal ones as well as business Uh, tax, business, VAT, business um, uh, payroll, PAYE and so on. So it included all of that as well as the personal side. Now the personal side we've seen a lot of the making tax, digital, simpler assessments and so on being about there but sort of uh, quite often saying at the top of the page in beta and trial. Yes, but
1: but generally working very well it has to be said.
2: Yes. Um, So yes, late You know, they announced it in 2015, um, and uh, yes, it was supposed to be done by 2020, but three years over, and over by about a billion pounds in budget, which is taxpayer money being spent on it, of course, so it's tax in, tax out, to make tax digital.
1: Now, to be fair, they do claim that they're going to uh, to save or gain about £3.9 billion in additional revenue uh, over the next decade as a result of fewer errors and more accurate tax reporting. In other words, <laughs> meaning that they uh, capture all those little bits of tax that uh, people maybe didn't quite uh, declare previously.
2: Yes, if they manage to capture an extra 100 quid from every business in the country, that's quite a lot of money. That, um, that
1: starts setting up,
2: yeah. It does, it does. So it's going to be interesting um, when it actually declares itself as delivered. Um, but uh, yes, there, there's still a little bit of work to be done on this. Um, one of the challenges for smaller businesses is that you have to use a... A computer to do your accounting and to submit things like your vat and your company tax returns which can be a bit of a challenge for a lot of smaller businesses although they have said that they will be uh, ensuring that there's free software available to do all of that work if you are a smaller business that can't afford to pay for accounting software and
1: i think i think that's the important bit is um yeah, it's going to integrate the accountancy software with with the tax system, so you don't have those transposition errors. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to make it too onerous for companies who have yeah. maybe a fairly simple uh, accountancy system that they're actually quite happy with at the moment.
2: And there there they are quite a few Excel plugins. So if you do your accounts in Excel, there are plugins available that will basically let you point at the right box to do your VAT return yep. that you might have been doing on paper already, or or by filling in on the government's website. And then you push a button and it does the digital text submission thing for you.
1: Yep. Um, moving on now to a different type of currency, and this is uh, cryptocurrency, our, uh, uh, yes, <laughs> favourite, maybe. Um, you, there's a, your uh, favourite currency, of, uh, I know that. Um, yeah, so yes, definitely. I've, no. I've used some um, Bitcoin, but, but for,
2: for legitimate purposes. <laughs>
1: Uh, buying pizza. I uh, used to be able to do that at a certain Cambridge pub. I don't think they take them anymore. Uh, um, but uh, there is a major, uh, a major crypto uh, currency scam operation going on at the moment. This is the uh, uh, the modern variation on the uh, "I'm a member of such and such a royal family. I need to transfer you N million pounds, and then you transfer half of that back to me, and obviously you don't get the other half." Um, but the idea is is very similar um and yeah it's it's an email from a a royal in purporting to be nigeria um where they need to get their money out of the country the only catch is they need someone to cover the costs of the transaction uh yeah these are normally pretty easy to spot but that's kind of deliberate because they tend to go for people that won't spot the very easy to spot things because then they're less likely to realise later, so they, they, they kind of hook the easy targets, um, you, you, uh, but you basically you trying s- to s- con people out of their Bitcoin.
2: Say a, a Nigerian one. I, I I got one and and had a look at it and investigated in a safe environment, and it basically it was from. Well oh, did a, did you transfer them all your Bitcoin? No, 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 no. They they uh, they they had this thing and it, it purported that you know to to activate the account you had to do a small transaction out of it, and I thought. Well, this will be fun. And I, I did a withdrawal, and yes, I got 20 quid out of their account. <laughs> um, Fair enough. And at that point, I went, right, thank you, goodbye. Um, so, yes, I did, yep. I did receive a thing saying, we've added your investment profits to your Bitcoin portfolio and now have 290 Bitcoin. Login details below. Oh, well, now that'll that's do, yeah, about 2.8 million, million pounds, isn't it? Yeah. And there was a user this ID and a least. password. So, I logged on, changed the password. <laughs> <laughs> withdrew 20 quid and uh, ignored it after that um yep, fair it, enough. It, w- it wouldn't let me interestingly it wouldn't let me withdraw two million fancy uh, that about, fancy yes. that yes. Uh, so, yeah
1: yeah i'm not I'm something about proceeds of crime if uh, if it had have done
2: <laughs> um uh, moving on if it, to uh, if anyone goes proceeds of crime it'll be here's the 20 quid thank you yeah being bitcoin it's it's not traceable is the whole it's, thing. it's only
1: worth two quid now yes. um, the, uh, mo- moving into the film world the av- original Avatar do you remember that one? that's uh, yep. going back a few years now Sorting is now a 3D
2: at the cinema so
1: yeah, I think it's probably the only one I've actually enjoyed watching in 3D in yes. the cinema. Um, but that is now available in 4K ultra high definition with HDR10 audio and uh, Dolby Atmos on Disney+. Plus. So uh, if you want to uh, to watch that alongside the new one, uh, Avatar The Way of Water, haven't seen that yet. Um, oh, right. You can now watch the pair of them on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Disney+.
2: That's quite a long back-to-back. There are long movies. uh, You need to set aside a weekend for that. Uh, If you have a 4K TV that supports Dolby Vision and uh, Dolby Vision HDR, then that will probably be uh, enough. Now, most... um, Newer TVs have a bit of smart in them and can do Disney Plus natively. But uh, most of the higher-end streaming sticks, and I say high-end, they're only about 40 quid for the Google Chromecast with TV or the Amazon Fire TV uh, latest rendition. Do
1: do go for the 4K one if you have a 4K TV.
2: Absolutely. And those will then be able to run Disney Plus and stream this in all of its 4K glory. Um, Yeah, the 3D audio...
1: A colleague did say by the way, if you're looking for a cheap way of getting uh, Disney plus, I seem to recall that Tesco vouchers um, are actually a pretty uh, pretty yes. cost effective way of doing it so uh, that
2: uh, if you just want to uh, to watch a few things maybe uh, maybe dig out the club card. And the other one is buy if you buy a new smartphone, quite a lot of smartphone manufacturers, and this is Google, Apple and uh, Samsung are giving away credits for streaming TV. Apple tend to focus on Apple TV Uh, for obvious reasons. But Google and Samsung offer things like YouTube Premium, uh, Disney Plus, Netflix as subscriptions. And it could be three, six or 12 months subscriptions with a new phone. So that can be another way to sometimes get free access to these. Uh, Disney Plus you can do on a month-to-month basis, although the annual subscription is the cheaper way to do it.
1: As these things tend to be. Uh, Then finally, in uh, this week's tech news, uh, the Black Xbox Series X, uh, with a terabyte of storage um, for downloading all those games, um, is now open for pre-orders. £300 and shipping 1st of September.
2: Of course, um, storage in that is not only for downloading games. It can download um, other content. There's no optical drive in them so you do need the disc in the the unit to be able to download your games but of course those can stream disney plus and the like so you can run apps on those to to stream your favorite stuff uh, and those yeah. should be 4k capable as well
1: very good uh, we'll be talking about all the latest announcements from Apple's world developer conference wwdc after the break
0: cambridge 105 radio Thursday night on Cambridge 105 Radio, get ready for Renegade Rock. Mike Hauser presents the show for lovers of rock, indie, punk and grunge. From Hall & Oates to Elton John and Eric Clapton, Jefferson Airplane, Phil Collins, Foreigner, Iggy Pop. Well, there's so many. Renegade Rock, Thursday at 9 on Cambridge 105 Radio. Listen live on Radio Player. You're an experienced childcare worker. Or someone who has a passion for working with young people. Progress or develop your career with Hertfordshire County Council Children's Services. Be part of a supportive team with great progression opportunities and competitive pay. It's about being the best we can be for children and young people. Join Hertfordshire, the county of opportunity. Now hiring care workers and senior care workers. Text 60777 to get started in need of legal advice you can trust. Woodfines Solicitors offers a range of expert and award-winning legal services, whatever your problem. If you've been charged with a road traffic offence but need your driving licence for your livelihood, Woodfines can help you deal with the police and courts. Contact our team of traffic lawyers for high-quality advice. Find out more about what we offer at woodfines.co.uk. Woodfines.
1: Cutting through the red tape.
0: The Gadget Guide. On Cambridge 105 Radio, with the Centre for Computing History, Cambridge. Making the history of computing fun for everyone. Visit computinghistory.org.uk to find out more.
1: And it's talking now about Apple WWDC. So this is Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference. Um, It's their big event where they showcase all the latest technology, ostensibly as a heads-up to all the developers who make apps and games and so on for the apple platform yeah. in reality for everyone
2: yes i mean they're going to show off new stuff for the developers to build those latest apps for the latest operating systems the latest hardware latest new devices and we'll get onto new devices in a bit but it is also showcasing to the world what you will be able to buy from apple pretty soon sometimes Fairly soon after the WWDC, it just depends on on those production lines, on when they are shipping things. But um, it's a um hybrid event like the world has got used to over the last uh, four or five years now Uh, so lots of people attending in person for the the, uh, this year as they've done for the last two years now uh, and streamed around the world live streams and also on demand so you can still go back and watch back things that you might have missed if you are a developer you want to get started in the Apple development space or you just want to find out about some of their new toys all of the stuff is available to watch again from the multi-day event It is a uh, a week-long event. Yeah, quite a a, a packed agenda. Uh, So, yes, showing off new uh, hardware... Um, is obviously something that they love to do at their WWDC because it, uh, it gets the developers excited to go and order new hardware. Yes.
1: Shall, we, uh, shall we start off on the uh, the new 15-inch uh, MacBook Air, uh, which is interesting. The MacBook Air originally introduced as a very small laptop. I think, was it 11 or 12 inches to start with, the first generation one? 12, 12-ish, um, yes. Yeah, uh, and then it seems to have, much like mobile phones, it seems to have sort of grown over time, um, keeping the very thin form factor and a fairly minimalist approach. But nonetheless, uh, there's now a 15.3-inch liquid retina display, um, up to 18 hours of battery life. Again, that's something that the Airs have always done very well. Um, And the latest... uh, uh, The the latest... um, uh process as well Cur- curiously um uh yeah it is the it is the apple silicon isn't it
2: um, uh, m2 silicon yes yeah yeah which of course has got the the souped up uh technology to give that battery life by turning off bits of the cpu when it's not needed so if you're just doing yes. basic things surfing the web where you don't need the graphics processing power you know you're reading news or things and you haven't watched any video the CPU is using less power which means the whole system runs cooler, quieter and longer. Um, but a yep. fully fanless design on the system, but a six speaker sound systems packed into the wow. into the unit uh, with their Where new spatial all audio of those? behind the screen. Ah, okay. Yes, yeah, so they've, yeah. they've learned from TV manufacturers that you can put uh, speakers behind the screen uh, very cleverly. Yes. So the sound uh, quality out of... At least for the low-end, the,
1: the, low the high-end audio, you, yeah, the the high frequencies you tend yeah. to need uh, open to the world. But yes, the yeah. low frequencies you can put So the, they So
2: they have uh, managed to cram quite a lot of tech into the system. A full HD FaceTime HD camera on the front, MagSafe charging... Is of course back and has been for. I was uh, going to yeah, say that's now. that's yeah. making
1: a return. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yes. And of yeah, course, although we sh- do have
1: USB-C as well, yes. um, I think you can charge off of both. So yes. it does mean you have that standardized charger, but also the one that if you if you pull the cable out, it's going to safely disconnect without pulling your laptop off your lap.
2: Yes. And of course, the USB-C is charging both ways, so you can charge your phone off your laptop or your iPad off your laptop, yes. or feed power the other way if you need to in an emergency um but uh, the units are available for order so you can pre-order and they should be shipping fairly soon um they've also dropped the price in the macbook air 13 inch so uh, the new m2 and that's dropped hundred dollars in the u.s so probably about 100 quid down as well um so that is good to see that technology getting cheaper which is not a thing that we say that often. Um, they yes. are touting it as the thinnest 15 inch uh, laptop in the world. They're saying it is uh, 40% thinner and half a pound lighter than any PC laptop of that size and it,
1: it is yeah it's interesting I, I wonder if we can have a little bit of the uh, the galaxy fold thing going on on whichever iphone series it was that everyone sat on and bent um that that's obviously the risk with very thin very large things um if they are potentially prone to, to damage but Nonetheless, Apple have a, a very good record of uh, of engineering things physically as well as the the computation uh, side of things. So
2: yeah, la- laptops is normally uh, laptop screen versus thirteen amp um, mm. UK plug pushing into the back of oh, the screen. Yes. Yes, that's, that's normally the killer. Don't put your plug in the same pocket as the laptop is the big secret. Anyway, um, so that is the new MacBook Air. Uh, some other new hardware they announced. Finally, some new desktop hardware. Uh, Apple, of, of course, this went is off desktop for a while, yes. Exactly, and desktops
1: are, are, are absolutely, apart from in the gaming world, desktops are so uncool nowadays. It's mm-hmm. fantastic to see things, um, see desktops coming back and, and getting uh, getting a little bit of sex tested um, because. When you don't have the size and the thinness and the fanless constraints and all of that lot, you can pack an amazing amount of processing power into a desktop case, even if it's not the sort of the big old full towers that we used to see a decade ago. Um, when you're not trying to be less than an inch thick, you can do an, a, an amazing job and do it more cheaply than trying to cram all of that into a laptop case.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, so uh, the Mac Studio and Mac Pro, two new devices from apple that are both uh desktop machines the mac pro being a full what we would call a tower case the mac studio being actually that slick sexy small box computer that we would see. It's almost a mac
1: mini on steroids isn't it It, it's a mac mini doubled up in height
2: it is absolutely so it is a very cool tidy little box the likes that we'd see from intel in their their nuc range um as as a reference on the idea slightly bigger than that um, they are a little bit bigger because they've shoved a lot more stuff into it so m2 max and m2 ultra cpu's available uh, you look at the backside of it and it's just a a swathe of of usb-c um and um hdmi ports and of course the the usb-c can do uh, charging as well as display as well as lots of accessories um that take advantage of that the m2 max and the m2 ultra cpus those are the 12 core cpu and the 24 core cpu with 38 gpu or 76 gpu cores yeah <laughs> yeah it's madness 400 gigabits uh, a second memory bandwidth or 800 gigabits a second memory bandwidth. so high-end things these are the sort of machines <coughs> that you can see someone who's doing a lot of video or photo editing will fall in love with
1: and this is this is their target market isn't it is it's the youtubers it's the instagrammers you know the people doing these things professionally or semi-professionally and just needing all of that grunt not it's being limited by how quickly the a laptop 3D can 3d rendering
2: and we'll get more onto 3d mm. in a short while when we talk about the big announcement from WWDC but uh, 3d becoming a big thing and it might be 3d printing and 3d modeling for that where you want the the compute power that these systems will develop and deliver but uh moving from the studios uh looking at the world of iphone ipad and watch uh, new ios 17 available across the range and a new watch operating system and tv operating system for the apple tv or made their announcements some of the cooler things you can take your own photos and turn them into stickers to use in chat that's quite cool
1: and we need to see that from
2: other vendors please Um, so quite a lot of nicer uh, usability things of course a lot more widgets apple finally getting to grips with the idea of widgets on home screens on lock screens across phone across uh, ipad and also across watch stuff that android users have been familiar with for a while apple playing a little bit of catch up there but ahead in some other areas quite a lot of nice tools for sharing and um, connecting with people name drop and airdrop for basically sharing your contact details quickly and easily so some some nice stuff and a lovely little accessory called standby which you can pop your phone on and it turns your phone into that digital display to be an alarm clock or a digital dashboard sitting on its own little stand
1: it's effectively a your sort of bedroom photo photo frame isn't it yeah your phone on the bedside table when you go to bed pop it on charge but it can give you your uh, your, your photo album as well
2: yes so plenty of new stuff to see in ios 17 coming to your devices pretty soon we'll talk about the big announcement uh in a little bit which was apple's vision with Vision OS, the new operating system, after the break. Cambridge 105 Radio.
0: Thursday night on Cambridge 105 Radio, get ready for Renegade Rock. Mike Hauser presents the show for lovers of rock, indie, punk and grunge. From Hall & Oates to Elton John and Eric Clapton, Jefferson Airplane, Phil Collins, Foreigner, Iggy Pop. Well, there's so many. Renegade Rock, Thursday at 9 on Cambridge 105 Radio. Listen live on Radio Player. You're an experienced childcare worker, or someone who has a passion for working with young people. Progress or develop your career with Hertfordshire County Council Children's Services. Be part of a supportive team with great progression opportunities and competitive pay. It's about being the best we can be for children and young people. Join Hertfordshire, the county of opportunity. Now hiring care workers and senior care workers. Text 60777 to get started in need of legal advice you can trust. Woodfines Solicitors offers a range of expert and award-winning legal services, whatever your problem. If you've been charged with a road traffic offence but need your driving licence for your livelihood, Woodfines can help you deal with the police and courts. Contact our team of traffic lawyers for high-quality advice. Find out more about what we offer at woodfines.co.uk. Woodfines.
1: Cutting through the red tape.
0: The Gadget Guide. On Cambridge 105 Radio, with the Centre for Computing History, Cambridge, making the history of computing fun for everyone. Visit computinghistory.org.uk to
1: find out more. We're talking about all the announcements from Apple's WWDC event, uh, which happened recently, and now for the big one.
2: Apple Vision Pro will definitely make you look. <laughs> this is Apple's. <laughs> oh, so you did that. Uh, yes, this is Apple's foray into virtual reality or augmented reality systems. I mean, we've seen this uh, come and go. We've seen Google with Google Glass. We've seen uh, which came and went. We've seen uh, Microsoft with the uh, Halo, which came and went, and we've seen Oculus, which became Meta, and that's still going. The MetaQuest is still a thing, and we mentioned last uh, time that the MetaQuest 3 is due out uh, pretty soon, coming in at about 500 quid. It's an entry-level system, so it's not going to be top-of-the-range glowing and all singing like Apple have revealed. So Apple's new wearable computer, so this is uh, their first spatial computer, they're calling it, uh, which blends digital content with the physical world. It's an interesting pile of technology that they have managed to pack into this unit for a wearable device. Yes.
1: Yeah, and it, it's a very high-resolution display. And if you start off with the the headline, 23 megapixels uh, across two displays, one for each eye, of course... Um, but the the thing to remember is that you won't necessarily be rendering all of that all of the time. Yeah. Um and that's a really important thing because you you just can't deal with that much data. Um you know 4k 8k you can't do in real time. Um so the thing is is to concentrate on the bits that the human find that's wearing it find important. Yes. Um and that's going to be a a real uh, a real challenge for them to pull off.
2: You, you say you can't render that in real time. They are claiming uh, very low latency. They are claiming, and I'm just trying to find the number because they did mention the refresh rate that they are getting as being uh, faster than a blink. Uh, so oh, reckon- sure,
1: but, but then they're not going to be rendering every one of those n million what was it 23 million uh pixel For, well 46 per between the two of them yeah you're yeah. not going to be rem- uh, rendering all 46 million of those in the same amount of detail you're going to be figuring out where the person's looking and so then rendering those you, bits to a higher degree of, of you, detail you talk
2: about figuring out where the person's looking that is one of the really slick bits of technology in this so the the sensors inside so they are a pair of goggles i mean they look like oversized ski goggles um the sensors inside look at your eyeballs and track your eyeballs and your retinas yeah, that sounds creepy but it's very clever so they can do that um improving image where you're looking but it also means that you can use your eyes to drive the whole system so it will interact with your vision where you are looking. This is a technology that's been available for PC for a while. There's been eye-tracking systems available for PC. It's been available for console gaming for a while where systems are looking at your eyes and working out where you're looking to steer the action and inter- and allow you to interact with a virtual world that way. Um, but more importantly, there's a whole lot more cameras on the outside of the unit to bring the outside in so that you are seeing the space you are in as well as the virtual stuff you are superimposing over it and this is the
1: concept of augmented reality isn't it it's yes. it's the real world plus the virtual world combined together slightly different take than uh, than google glass which did this by sort of projecting the virtual world literally over the top of you know onto a pair of glasses and you could physically see through them this one i think less of that and more of the taking images from cameras and projecting them onto the displays, isn't it? So it's, it is. So you know, However... It's not that sort of see-through thing that glass tried to do.
2: So it's, it's, it's not that sort of see-through thing, but it looks see-through, because what they've done is they've designed it yes. so that the outer uh, surface is a shaped piece of glass, and it, it, it does really look quite cool. Um, but the outer side has a display as well that shows people in the room your eyes... So you oh, don't just weird. look like a cyborg running around with a, a thing on your head. It shows your face, your eyes inside to the outside. But it does that very cleverly when it detects a person in the room with you. Now, I wonder if you're going
1: to be able to get sort of add-on packs or something like that that well, let show you your do- show your dog your eyes. eyes. It, well, no, I was going to say like oh, change okay. your eyes. Yeah, you know, like like have you know cool glasses on or something like that but yeah, you know, virtual glasses. Uh, So change your eye color, like the sort of custom contact lens thing.
2: One of the user cases, of course, is FaceTime, and FaceTime with this lets you have your uh, FaceTime contacts as life-size in front of you, which is really quite slick and cool. But what it does for you, because obviously there isn't a camera looking at you, is the first thing you do is when you set up your Vision Pro is you hold it looking at you, and it scans your face in 3D, and it makes a 3D avatar for FaceTime of you, because the eye tracking is tracking your eyes because the cameras on the outside are tracking your hands and your movements it can simulate you back into facetime with your avatar that looks like you
1: oh that's that that's weird and cool and in real time i wonder if it's going to be creepy
2: yeah okay so Um, yes Anyway, the interface, I, I uh, as I said,
1: have to see what this looks like in reality to... I want uh, to play
2: with one. Yeah, I want to play with
1: them. Okay, um, with this, yes.
2: <laughs> so the eye tracking, you can basically look at your apps, scroll through your apps just by looking at them, and when you look and hover on an app, just by looking at it, it will then highlight it. But then you can use your hands, and because it's tracking your hands with its cameras on the outside, you can just tap to launch the app, pinch and scroll. All in free space in the air with your hands so there's unlike a don't lot of have other to have
1: controllers or anything exactly
2: yeah. your hands are your controllers which is really really slick on this and, and I seem to remember the latest
1: meta Facebook um, device likewise got rid of the physical controllers they had them to yeah. start with the latest generation that's also gone hasn't it oh, obviously as hand tracking has got more sophisticated.
2: Absolutely. Now, uh, it is a full-blown computer in the unit. It is running uh, the M2 processor, but also the new R1 processor, which is the unit that handles all of the sensors, so all of those external cameras, and bringing all the sensors in the eye-sensing stuff and combining it all and and doing all of the heavy work for that. Um, But uh, there's a lot of power required to run these things, so there is a battery pack. Now, to keep the unit lighter on your head, They have moved all of the power into a battery pack that you drop in your pocket. But you can run it as a fully tethered, wired system as well. So plug it into a a power supply as well. And to be honest, this... So, so yes, it it does make a lot of sense to do it that way so that you're not loading your head with weight. Um, Some of the really cool integrations with things like uh, MacBook is it will detect your macbook so if you are wearing it and you walk over to your macbook and you open your laptop you can use the vision pro as the virtual screen for your macbook and it will just synchronize the screen from the macbook into your vision pro dynamically nice which is quite quite slick
1: i have to say that one of the
2: And we lost Rob for a moment there. Say that again. (laughs) Um, Apple, of course, with their designer, thinking a lot about comfort. So a lot of stuff will be customizable. The uh, light blocking shield around the edge of the uh, unit Will be customizable as well as the head strap. Multiple sizes available. Uh, they haven't skimped on the sound and system the as well. And the distance
1: between your dis- distance between your eyes as well. Your your sort of yes. distance between your pupils is something that is absolutely critical for anything 3D.
2: There'll also be drop-in Zeiss uh, vision correcting lenses available, so that people who need vision so correction. So now we need to have your. Yeah, you need to speak to your opto- Yeah, I can just imagine the trip to the optometrist going, I need the, the, the posh's ice lenses for my Vision Pro, please. And the optometrist going, I don't know how to get those yet. Anyway, that's something for next year because this is not available yet. This will be shipping next year in the US to start with, obviously, and then coming to the rest of the world soon after that. Uh, Sound system in this, the uh, spatial audio, like we've mentioned for the MacBook Air in the Apple Vision. So this will give you sound to give you an idea of where sound is coming around the space, which is quite clever. Um, Using this for watching entertainment media could be quite interesting because it gives you effectively a virtual 4K screen of however big you'd like it to be. Yes.
1: Yes, and that sort of avoids the sort of too close to the cinema screen thing as well as the too far away.
2: Yes, yes. Um, Security-wise, Apple have certainly been hotting up on security recently. So their Optic ID is their new authentication system. So when you set up Logging the unit, yeah. analyze the iris under various LED uh, invisible light exposures to work out what your Optic ID is, that is stored entirely on the device. Nothing is ever shipped out of the device, so nothing goes to an Apple server anywhere. And that then maintains security. And similarly, security.
1: tracking data. So where, yes. where we were talking earlier about it, watching your eye tracking, that's not made available either to Apple themselves or to, critically, third-party apps and websites. So you can't see, if you're making an app, you can't send back uh, the eye tracking data, which might reveal you know, quite a lot of uh, private information about somebody.
2: Well, what you've launched and what you've looked at and what stuff you've read online. Yep. Importantly, what they've done is a lot of work on making text very readable in these because a lot of... Um, nice augmented reality or virtual reality glasses have been very difficult for reading text and it's certainly been the eye fatigue thing has been a, a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the battery pack obviously rated for running for a number of hours on a charge um, but you can run fully tethered and then run all day and they reckon a lot less fatigue using these systems for long periods of time comforts something that they have been very hot on coming up with and improving on, on the experience for the user.
1: Yeah, very interesting. Uh not cheap though. Uh starting at three and a half thousand US dollars. That's gonna probably about come in around two and a half, three thousand pounds by the time it hits the UK market. Uh, available early next year. Um <laughs> so watch this space not quite here yet, but it should be here soon. That's all we've got time for on this week's gadget Guide. We'll be back in a couple of weeks for another episode. 105. Cambridge one oh five radio.